Be. Thanks, Sean, for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me, Taylor. Excited to dive in. Let's do it. Sweet. So Sean and I met uh, probably under a year ago, and he's a VP of uh, partnerships at Flip. And I was picking his brain around partnerships. And I thought, especially in the way the the world is going with everyone focusing on go-to-market efficiency, I thought, let's start off the, the show with uh, talking about partnerships and strategic partnerships. So Sean, kind of run through with me, what is, how do you define strategic partnerships? So no one has ever heard of that term before, yeah. uh, especially in the B2B world. Let's, let's talk about that. Sure, Taylor. Well, let's ladder up what a partnership is and then strategic partnerships and a buzzy word that has gone around in our times, ecosystem. What do these mm-hmm. three terms mean? Partnership in a simple way to think about it is a mutually beneficial relationship between two parties. They want to invest and nurture in the relationship. So in the B2B space or even in the e-commerce space that I operate in, two technology providers, they want data to flow. They want to share customers or opportunities. They form a partnership. When you then go on to a strategic partnership, this is a little, this is a relationship that has the potential to expand the business beyond its four walls and help them potentially grow a new revenue stream, discover a new way to market or to grow with market, or even at some point result in some strategic outcomes. We may think about a merger, an acquisition, an investment. So in some other spaces, we often call them business development in the Mm -hmm. sense that it really is the top priority for the company and ultimately the CEO is the business developer because she or he is the one who really grows the company. Somebody like myself is identifying those strategic partnerships and conversations that we could invest in that may pay a 10x return. So the difference in being strategic is the outsized Mm. return you could get if you find a right strategic partner, land it well, and you both really lean into it. And then for ecosystem, Think of it as the economy around which your partners, your strategic partners are operating in. So because it is an economy, everybody is benefiting from it. Obviously, you are providing a service, you're providing a product. Your partners and strategic partners are either consulting, offering to help customers access that, or maybe even working with you to extend your product so more people can get their hands on it. I think of that as an ecosystem, and while the maturity of it varies, None of us disagrees that when you see it, you know it is there. It is that circle. It is the influence. It is the direct impact on how you do business and speak with your customers, your community. And it's certainly something that in this day and age, this year, we we can't speak enough about it. <laughs> no doubt, Sean. Yeah, thanks for sharing. And you actually uh, pinged me this quote from a JP Morgan event. And um, I'm going to paraphrase, but essentially the quote is, The only way to get through 2023 is locking arms and forming trust-based relationships and feeling like I can can trust the other person on the other side that we're working together with. And I think uh, that's, and that was kind of all the whole idea and the whole uh, uh, article was around partnerships and how can we build uh, strategic partnerships with folks that are eventually serving the same customer base, right? Mm -hmm. Ultimately serving the same ideal customer base um, how can we partner together to be more efficient, to go to market together? Um, tell me about one thing, actually, when we talked um, 
last time we talked, you, you helped me frame some definitions under the partnership world. Yeah. And the definitions are, so kind of going into the partnership world of there's co-marketing, co-selling, and I really love the co-inventing. Tell me more about those definitions and what those mean. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously for the marketers in our midst, you are super familiar with your brand story, telling your brand story or a marketing campaign and the various tactics that are involved. But in this trust economy, what is building more trust and what enables accounts to respond to you with more speed, more re a more reliable aspect of it than if they knew you're already working with somebody, one of the seven or eight providers they use in that relationship and you're there. So that social proof is there, that data flow is there, the ability for them, you want them to speak to those other six or seven partners who then say, Taylor's absolutely got it. His team has what we need to deliver this. So you should absolutely jump hit first into this. That does so much to advocate for you working together. So that's the why. And when you think about the co's, the CO's, as I call it, co-marketing, co-selling, co-inventing, what that layers on is the partner angle where when you bring a brand story or even when you bring a campaign or even when you're running a virtual event, you do that with a partner because then both your audiences are there, both your stories and your themes are there and your shared voice is something that says to the audience, this isn't a sales pitch. This is how it works together. For more mm -hmm. technically inclined folks, maybe there is a data flow or integration that makes this so compelling. This is so easy and we just have to get on it tomorrow. So co-marketing is really the partner involvement and even partner led, if I would say, angle where you put your partner first and foremost, the story and the narrative then forms from it. Co-selling in the past, a lot of teams are thinking of a lone wolf mindset. Let's just put our reps at this. Let's just let our sales development or business development reps go sell code outreach or email marketing. But then doesn't it help when two very aligned partners actually do an account plan, actually reach out with a coherent shared message to an account and says, you can certainly go look at us in isolation, but if you look at two of these together, and I could certainly use analogies that marketers would well recognize, email marketing software and a CRM, and you put it together, that message is a solution for you. We're not just giving you a software, giving you a product. We understand the job that it, you need to do, and together we're offering to help you do it in a different way. If it were me, that wasn't a pitch, but I, I'm more convinced I would be re receptive <laughs> to a co-sold angle and value that two providers are coming. And then co-inventing takes on the product angle where yes, we can certainly go build our product and think we are be all and end all in itself, but you know the truth, that's not the case. How rapidly somebody adopts us or is willing to partner and work with us is also a function of what all they need. And so very often we cannot build, there's a limit on development resources, technical resources, we cannot build it all ourselves. So if I were to work with a partner and over the past two weeks, I have shared even with friends and aud my audience on LinkedIn, we had two recent wins where if it were not for the co-inventing with those two partners, and I'm in the e-commerce space, so you can understand if your customer buys a product from you, you don't know who they are and you don't know what they bought, 
that's not very helpful <laughs> because <laughs> there that's not a relationship of trust. That's not something that you can continue to show value with. So in that case, we have to co-invent with those two partners, develop an integration. That means both product teams are actually thinking, how can we build these two bricks together so that it leads your listener, so it leads your customer to walk towards this shared vision, that co-inventing. That, I would say, does involve the most resources, but when you get there, that value is very immediately recognizable. I have another story I can share about that, but I know we have Please. a lot we want to... Sure, so co-inventing not only helps you acquire new customers when you think about, here's an integration, immediate value, time savings, nobody is going to skip on this opportunity. Even from a usage and retention basis, and I know this year we're thinking about retention large on our mind. I worked years back on a technology partnership with Zoom. Zoom video is ubiquitous now. Everybody knows it. But back in those days, it was the early innings of video conferencing. And we were in a recruiting platform. So we said, let's bind recruiting and Zoom together so you could have a virtual conversation the way we're having now. Or you could interview a candidate without needing her or him to fly into that conference room in, in the Bay Area or in New York City. Seemed pretty amazing in those times. So we launched that, but here's the truth. What happened was within weeks, 30% of the entire enterprise customer base of the startup I was working in adopted it. So now you not only have the co-inventing, you have customers saying, this was clear all the while, the same way when you design the iPhone or the iPad, we didn't know we needed it, but when you put it out there, we immediately latched onto it. So there is some very clear validation when you co-invent something that has value, that makes it easy, pretty much a no-brainer that customers can raise their hands and say, I'm, I'm all over this. I love it. Thanks for sharing, John. Great story. And I love I think a word that kind of stuck out was not, do, not doing your go-to-market plan or strategy in isolation and whether you're doing a co-marketing initiative where you're you're doing a webinar or a blog post or an ebook um collaboration where you're creating some sort of marketing collateral together or where you're co-selling and your your aes are going into the same account together or whether you're co-inventing yeah you're not doing an isolation because we all know our customers don't purchase you know maybe just one product or one service uh, it's, you know, they have a, they have a whole, you know, whether a tech stack or, you know, um, a whole myriad of different solutions they're looking at. And so I think it's actually the best customer experience is when you're looking at, Hey, how do, how does my product fit into the rest of our customers ecosystem, uh, of, of products. Right. And then now, now then leveraging that of like understanding, um, I'd love to hear from you as well as, yeah. um, and this is actually wasn't on our list of agenda questions, but I just thought of it of. Uh, you mentioned things like, you know, working with the product teams or working with sales. It, it seems to me that product partnerships or partnerships in general mm -hmm. rely heavily on the entire organization being behind it. How do you get that buy-in? How do you kind of paint the vision for it? And um, I know a very low, low uh, uh, easy question, but just curious. Yeah. How do you, how do you get the ball rolling? Even how do you get started with it uh, when it comes to, to getting the ball rolling there? Yeah, I think the two things that have really stuck up for me are starting small and starting early. And when you think about starting small, we need to create these aha moments within our team. Each one of us obviously wants to work with partners. Mm -hmm. That's why everybody is listening on our chat. 
but we need to have everybody internally in our immediate team. It's like an atomic unit within our wider team within the company. Actually, see that light, have that light bulb moment that oh, if we work with a partner, that's going to make our story believable. That's going to make our story and our product more accessible. That is absolutely the way to build trust without seeming like we're cold pitching an account. So it starts small, whereby if there are stories, if you're coming into a net new situation, you have to socialize those stories within your team. Here is how I've worked with partners in the past. It's not perfect, but it really extends our reach. It extends our ability to tell our brand story. It extends our ability to. I love what you were saying earlier. Live in market. If I don't understand. The group of tools and solutions that our customer, that our audience uses, how can I speak with them with any credibility? I have to live in that ecosystem they live in. So that's the starting point. So sharing those stories, and then when you have that first win, to share it and say this is how we are winning internally, and therefore we are winning with our partners. So starting small. Now starting early, this may be a hot take or a controversial aspect. I've heard views that say. You should not start your partner program when you're too early. You should do it when you're later, when you have your product market fit, when you have your business plans all defined. So I put an alternative view out there. I think if you don't start now, then when? You, we talked about that J.P. Morgan, General Catalyst, or Andreessen quote. The point is, when you start thinking about that, you are thinking about leverage. You are thinking about points. Where you can do a lot more with less. So even if you don't have a formalized partner program, or for folks who are listening in, how do I get started? I would say you you just have to get started. If you're in a role where your title may not formally say partnerships, but you have a partnering mindset, that is day one. That is the ability to see how can I on a content front, how can I on a campaign, how can I certainly for those who want to go down the integration and product route, how can we think? About building that together with an external partner, so that we we can now they'd be excited, we're excited, and best of all, the audience and the customer is saying, "Where were you both all this time? I was waiting to hear this shared story for you." So starting small and then starting early is often that first step because you we won't get it right the first time, right? I talked about the co-marketing, the co-selling, and the co-inventing. Sure, we can build some processes. Sure, we can design some playbooks. But everybody's voice, every company's voice, how you partner—that sweet spot of how two companies say their story together—is going to take some testing. So if you start earlier, don't you think you would have a better chance to align your voices, figure out how you both go at it together? I, I think that is that is the logical way, and that's not saying you are investing a ton of resources upfront, but you are thinking about it. You are thinking and being planful and thoughtful about how can we partner internally. How can we work externally? I love that, Sean. That's great. Thanks for sharing. And I think any go-to-market strategy will probably cost more and take longer than you probably are anticipating, especially in this day and age. And partnerships, in my experience, is no exception. It uh, it takes a while to develop the relationships mm -hmm. with said partner, but then it also, to your point, I love what you mentioned testing. Right? It takes a while to 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 figure out what it, what does the partnership look like and Absolutely. on that note where would you recommend folks start uh co-marketing co-selling co-inventing where do you recommend uh, if folks have no uh partnership program in place where do you recommend them starting yeah sure so i think there's one starting point and then there are two approaches 
or two directions that folks can go. The starting point is really to look where your customer lives, or right? your customer, or some think of it as the broader community with a capital C, some prospects are there. So look where your customers live. What are their must-have solutions? So if you break it, if you level it up, what are the jobs that your customer or account is trying to do? And as a result of that, what are the three to four? That doesn't seem too many. You can increase it five to seven tools and solutions that they have to use. So these are tools and solutions that they would use in conjunction with your product, either before, at the same time or after. And so those are probably good candidates for you to start thinking about partnerships. And there are two things when I reflect on my journey with partnerships, any partner you work with must both be interested and able to work with you. It seems pretty simple. Interest is usually there when you, you serve a common account or customer or type of customer, but the ability is something where it takes time. The same way if you were to invest in a venture with a new business partner, you need to suss them out. You need to understand what makes them tick is our way of working at it the same, our energy and our approach that we bring to it. So you need some time to determine the ability of that partner and the sooner you start, the better. So figure out where your customers live in market, but now the two directions to go, and I've, I've seen this and I recommend one over the other. One is a broad-based approach. Let's just all work with anyone and everybody and let's welcome everybody to partner with us. Now, the good thing is you get to know the landscape pretty well. You start to realize, all right, this is the length, breadth, and the depth of everyone that's living where my customer is living. But then the other is you can do it the same way. You're open for business and partnering, but you pick the five or 10. So what you are doing is over-indexing on quality, indexing on time and attention, and you spend that most time with those five to 10, depending on the size of your team. And let's even break it down even lower. If you are that person starting it because you're tuning in and thinking, how can I help bring about some partnering instincts? How can I get us started on our first step towards our partner journey? That is a good way to go. Find those three to five partners where you are aligned, start to understand their message, how they speak about themselves and their product, and then reach out and say, we are thinking about our partner program. Here's the tough thing. Everybody wants results. We agree. But mm. the ability to say, we're not going to pre-dictate where this partnership goes. Do we co-market? Do we co-sell? Do we co-invent? But what resonates with you? What are your goals? So you start that giving the part of the partnership that is critical is at some point you will benefit each other. There's some taking and benefiting, but that ability to give and say, how can I help you market? How can I help you speak to your audience? How can I help you put your brand voice out there? That becomes critical because the moment they reciprocate, you realize the interest is there. You realize, mm -hmm. oh, there's some ability for them to amplify what we're working on. And that I would say, those are the first steps towards getting a partnership in place. So that focus approach, you're open for business and partnering, but you're going to double down on those handful that really matter and align with what you're doing. I recommend that approach to begin with. That way you can also share internally. Hey everyone, here are the partners that we're closely aligned with. As you can see, it's had a short but immediate impact on how we, how we work with the customer, how we speak and how we do business. Isn't that helpful? That show and tell I think is the most impactful. Super cool, Sean. Thank you. I love that as far as having a broad 
base approach of like, you know, allowing a lot of folks into your programs, but being as far as how much internal resources you're dedicating to developing those specific partnerships, be really strategic, especially starting out as I've, uh, um, yeah, like most, any sort of marketing initiatives or growth initiatives, go to market initiatives. It takes a lot of effort, you know, to get them, get them started and going. And um, so on that note, how do you measure ROI as it relates to to these programs and, and these three different areas of, of partnerships? Sure. So when you mentioned that, the first thing to note is we talked about co-marketing, co-selling, and co-eventing. And implied in those three co-activities or partner-led activities is the fact that your internal team, your marketing team, your sales team, or your product team is bought in or willing to extend that olive branch and say, yeah, let's just go march forward together with this partner. So I want to emphasize that understanding what your internal teams are aligned to is marketing looking for sales qualified leads or certainly marketing qualified leads in the top of the funnel. Is sales looking for opportunities, enterprise conversations? Mm -hmm. Is your product team looking for automation? Are they looking for those metrics? You have to keep that in mind. So it's not your own metrics. Hey, I have the whole partner land laid up. And those are the three milestones. Your internal partner team that helps you work on the calls is critical because you, if your marketing team is bought in as being a marketing leader yourself, there's going to be so, so much you can do in partnership with marketing, in concert with your partner. Now, to your point about ROIs, the more quantitative, the better, because it becomes mm. really transparent that you're trying to, in your own way, carry the quota, if you think about it. And I know that will mm. be, that will spawn a longer discussion. So if I say, as a partner program, I can't tell for the first quarter, I'm just getting it off the ground, but starting in month four or five or six, we're gonna account for, I draw a line in the sand, dollars X of sourced revenue and some dollars Y potentially of influence or put it in a bucket together. Now this becomes interesting because you are willing to take a shot and you lay out your, you lay out how you estimate and project that, but you're saying, I'm going to be carrying the quota and my partners are working with me to be creative, to deliver some results. So the thing about ROI, the more measurable in this time, the better. I would caveat that by saying we do need realistic expectations. You're not going to deliver that on day one. The forecast is probably going to be a little off with some error bars. And it's going to be refreshing to anyone who has not worked with partnerships in this way to see, wow, this partner person or this person with that partnering mindset is actually interested to put some dollars on the line. And now you start to have a conversation around, well, she or he is really quite the owner. They're trying to build this external arm external part of our business, but they're also trying to contribute in ways that we understand metrics that we are accountable for. So how can we support them? I always feel that is the beginning of working together. Thanks, Sean. That's awesome. Well, I'm sure we could talk for another two hours at I least absolutely love around that. this and uh, maybe we'll have you back on the show, uh, but we are out of time. How can people connect with you and, and, and follow you? Sure. Please definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. I post regularly about partnerships, ecosystem-led growth, and then startup life. Because very often, partners that you journey with, that you live with, understand nothing is perfect. But if you're building out in public, you're learning with them, they are very, very open and willing to be part of that story and that journey. Happy to share, Taylor, and obviously happy to elaborate on any one of those topics. And I would say this, if there's one takeaway, just get started. Partnering on involves the mm. first step. And when you start to do that internally, 
you find the courage, you find the direction, and you find the ideas to go work more definitively on that externally. So that is the encouragement and message I would share with everyone tuning in. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sean. I really appreciate your time. Go, go give him a follow. I'll put the links in the notes uh, to reach out to Sean. Worth a follow. I learn uh, something new from you all the time. Thanks again, Sean, for coming on. I Thanks appreciate so much, it. Thanks Taylor. Excited. Talk to you yeah, soon. Bye. Bye.